Hey, this is Bob, and you can get a hold of Aloe Treatment Centers at 888-595-0235. 888-595-0235. Tell them Bob told you to call. Welcome to the Don't Die Podcast, sponsored by Aloe Treatment Centers. They're out in Malibu. They're in Silver Lake. It's a treatment center I started with some friends. We want you to get the right treatment, the right program for you, and stop dying. Okay, don't die. That's what I always say. So this is Bob. We're live in the park. Mike Mart is here engineering, turning up the PA right now as we speak. So everybody can hear us do a podcast. You think everybody's going to hear the like reverb? Like? I think we're interrupting <laughs> conversations that everybody's having at the event here today. I think so Mike it's National has it too, Overdose Awareness Day in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. All across. Well, that would be national, right, Evan? That would that would uh, describe the country. National. Mm-hmm. But this is the Santa Monica version. True. So we're in the park. We're teaching people how to do CPR and giving out Narcan. And I really wanted, mostly why I wanted to come here today is talk about Narcan. Because 10 years ago, me and Stacy Matheson tried to talk to some city officials in the city of Los Angeles about Narcan being distributed at Rite Aid. I think it was even called Thrifties then. Maybe it was Rite Aid. But... And they were just like, oh, no, we'll get such a rash of shit from people that it encourages drug use, right? Now we're sitting in the city park giving out free Narcan. If that's not progress, Evan, I don't know what is. <laughs> so, and Alexis, you've been giving out Narcan yourself personally for years, haven't you? <laughs> Go Narcan. <laughs> Whatever we can do to save people's lives. I was telling a, a woman that came up and shared... A story about her sister who passed away just now with me and um, I was sharing when Tess overdosed how much I wish I would have just had Narcan but instead I had to pull her ass out of my car and give CPR for like you gave CPR fi- on the street mm-hmm. yeah for like wow. I don't even know That's how long hailed too. down didn't have my phone because it was in the car and hailed down a police officer going down Winnetka Boulevard in the valley, it must have been 104 degrees outside, and I was just sweating. And no police, nobody stopped to help me. <laughs> no, no one stopped to help me. I think people get scared, and they that's why scared. I'm so... We also have people over here um, uh, teaching CPR, and yeah. I think that that's another thing that people are afraid to jump in and do because they don't know how to do it. They've never been trained on how to do it, and so they get scared that they're going to hurt the person, and... You know, it's it's just so important to know. And all of this education is part of the Don't Die kind of movement that I'm trying to start. By the way, Milwaukee is where it all is really happening. It's not here in L.A. where we are. But I the know. guys in Milwaukee have taken it to a whole nother level. They've got fentanyl testing kits for the junkies on the streets of Wisconsin. Yeah. It's unbelievable. They've got Narcan everywhere. Now, Now, the reason why I say this is, you know, I'm here, and we have a lot of uh, parents of, who've lost their children here today. And I was thinking about when I was walking from my car, how many people I know that have died. Like that night that was so infamous in my life that everybody still talks to me about. What if we had Narcan? Right. He wouldn't be dead. Um, Rob Graves, me and Mike's bass player from Gun Club and Thelonious Monster and 45 Grave. If there was Narcan, he wouldn't be dead. And so I've known that this whole 30 years, like once I knew what Narcan, you know how I learned about Narcan? I won't say, the most famous guitar guitarist in the world that everybody knows got sober, my close friend. 
he got so crazy that he had a syringe full of Narcan in his, like right next to where he would do drugs, and he would tell whoever was around, like, if I stop breathing, shoot Just me up, shoot with, me this up stuff. with this stuff. <laughs> I love How that. How crazy is that? I, love I didn't that. know. I don't even think it was called Narcan back then, but this is probably in 93, 94. Does his name rhyme with Beef Mitchards? <laughs> <laughs> no, not that guy. No, not that. Not him. No. Um, I also want to say that we've got our nurse from Aloe House here nurse right Melissa. now. Teaching nurse Narcan. Melissa teaching Narcan. Um, there are a number of different types of Narcan that you can administer. And new one she is, nasal, is here right? teaching you how to give the nasal spray, which is so incredibly easy, you guys. Each Evan, kit, open it, bring, pull one of the boxes yeah. out because I want to show you something that was pointed out. What logo is that on the side of the box? Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do they sponsor this? I don't know if they give it away free. That's insane. That's where so, I first heard of it, and that's the logo on the side of the box. Yeah. Is that crazy or what? That is crazy. So in each box, there are two single doses of Narcan, and Nurse Melissa was explaining over there that what you would do in the event of somebody overdosing is first and foremost, you would call 911 immediately. Then you would open up one of these nasal sprays. And we like the nasal sprays because I think a lot of people, she was explaining, get afraid of the needles. They don't want to catch something. They don't want to accidentally poke themselves. The yeah. adrenaline is going. They don't necessarily want to um, administer a shot. And so these are great because you take out one of the two vials, stick it far up somebody's nose, and just press with your thumb. You start chest compressions. Nurse Melissa, if I'm wrong, you better come over here and tell well, me. But I'm doing this right. <laughs> I'm was, doing this I right. There. I know what I'm talking well, about. You only do the chest compressions if their heart stopped and they're not breathing. If, yes, if they're not breathing. Um, then you would wait three minutes whether you're giving CPR or not. How weird is and it that I... And after three minutes, you'd give the second dose and wait for an ambulance to arrive. So how weird is it that I've been a drug addict since 1978? I've been sober since 1996. I've never resuscitated somebody with Narcan. I have with mouth-to-mouth, like you said. Mm-hmm. I have with, I hate to say it, with stimulants. <laughs> <laughs> now... With the stimulants now, there's so many things on National Overdose Awareness Day on the internet. One of the things was that stimulants won't work was on the list. Did you see some of the things? Because there's so many recovery people. Well, Bob's people here to tell s- you otherwise. The, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> worked pretty good. <laughs> now, I don't know that the, nowadays even people do those drugs like together. I guess with meth they do. Yeah. Right? I mean, I just had... But people are overdosing from meth. Well, yeah, it'll stop your heart. Your heart How goes too fast. How crazy is that? Yeah. So absolutely. So, so sometimes and there's I feel no like Narcan a dinosaur for meth. So <laughs> no, absolutely. So um, how do you die from meth? They, they do too much. I'm and assuming, it's, yeah, it your heart goes so heart Yeah, your heart can only go. I, I once, I, I once had a situation. My heart was going really fast. I couldn't get it down. It was at to like 186 beats per minute, and. At 194, yeah, at 194, I would have been done. So, yeah, your heart just gives out. It's working too hard. So, meth is another one that uh, I was talking to one of the people here today. There's more meth overdoses in Oklahoma where they just had the opioid overdose case. Uh, Johnson Johnson got away scot free, given $500 million, and they're being sued for $17 billion. 
mm. right? And that there's more people die of meth it's in Oklahoma than die from... There's a huge resurgence. So Alexis, what were you saying about Agora? Yeah, so I had Kevin. Remember Kevin, who I helped get sober on the yeah, vice yeah. stock? Kevin is three years sober, which is incredible. He loved to shoot up meth and heroin. That was his drug of choice, was or coke and heroin. He Together. loved the upper and the downer. But he was just saying his brother, who graduated high school from um, Agora High a couple years ago, everybody's doing meth. That they're doing it in the bathrooms at the school, ah, which crazy. is insane. So the drug problem's not going to go away. It's just how we educate each other and how we talk to each other and how we get together and mm-hmm. lack, you know, get rid of the shame and the guilt and who's a drug addict. Like a lot of the conversations today are about this famous baseball player that is the the hour that he died. I said to Chrissy, my wife, that's fentanyl. Yeah. And it came out two days ago. It was fentanyl. Yeah. And the that's it's, I, it's not satisfaction in being right, but the fact is fentanyl is here to stay, I believe. And so this problem, we just have to make more and more people aware. And um, Yeah. I think people don't understand what a little amount of fentanyl it actually takes I, to make I you overdose. I was with a doctor who's like a fanatic. Yeah. He was like, it's three granules of yeah. carfentanil you'll mm-hmm. die from. Yeah, which is like the, you know, if you can imagine some sugar. Evan's it's like, like a, a couple s- little pieces of... <laughs> Evan, like not an eight ball of Coke like no. you're used to. Like three, three granules of, of a drug you can die from. Yeah. And they mix it in with the heroin. Yeah. And what happens is it doesn't cut up. So there's hot spots and you'll have bits where it Oh, really? It doesn't dissolve into It doesn't into perfectly the, dissolve how and mix. It, well, how is it in so much heroin then? Well, Everybody's it's so not cheap dying. and they mix it in and, and, they, and yeah. they are dying. And that's why because... you know, But there this are, is carfentanil that the doctor was showing me a couple of weeks ago. Carfentanil is like... A hundred times stronger than fentanyl or something. But I mean, it's all bootleg. It's all bootleg. Yeah, it's all being made. In a, I always say it's all being in made in a. Because I, when I lived in Vegas, there was this big, big explosion at a store. Like you know, like you go store your old furniture you don't like. What are those places called? Like yeah, you like store. A, yeah, a storage facility, and the whole thing blew up because there was a meth lab in it. And then I, then I started talking to people around that worked in the courthouse. That's that's where a lot of this drugs, the synthetic drugs, were being made in Las Vegas storage, where you know, like you just pay you, you know, hundred and ten dollars for a room, and they just make it and they leave all the chemicals there. So yeah. these storage facilities had all these leftover chemicals of them making meth and what's the stuff they sell in the head shops? Well, uh, GHB. No, the um, the the marijuana like thing. Oh, spice, 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 and bath salts, and they were leaving all the leftover chemicals because it's one hundred and ten dollars to rent a room. He only needed for three days. You make these drugs, you leave all this shit behind. Well, and that's the problem with the fentanyl. So, say they were able to cut off the supply from China, you can make it. Anyone right? can make it anywhere, and they'll make it in Mexico. They'll make it right here in America. I mean, we used to make GHB on the stove. Yeah, but the, the, the idea of the You get drug the precursors. If you can somehow get the precursors, you can make it anywhere. The war on drugs has always been wrong. You're not going to stop drugs. I, I had a mid-level 18th Street gang member that was a very close friend of mine, and he educated me a lot about the drug trade. And, and he said, we're just like Walmart, Bob. As long as, there's, as, long as people want cheap TVs, somebody's going to get them to them. And so I realized, I was in like 91 or 92, I realized like this war on drugs, we got it backwards. We got, we're focusing on the wrong end, stopping the drugs. As long as there's the demand, now, it's 30 years later, now the consumption, the, the way it's consumed America, it's the leading cause of death in America. So now we're just playing catch up, trying to reduce the death rate. Yeah. But I don't think we're ever gonna stop the demand or somebody gonna provide that. 
Well, let's take a look at Portugal. Wasn't it Portugal? Yeah, but that's like 10, that's like 11,000, 17,000 million people. Like we got more than 17 million people here in LA. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it, I think that it's definitely a matter of like resources. England's um, a better example. England has 50 million with the other islands. Mm-hmm. They give out heroin at the pharmacies. Mm. You have a registered, you get heroin, which is a short acting drug. Yeah. And it's regulated. You know, not Suboxone that doesn't give you any reward. So, yeah. so one they of also the do the the free heroin trials in Vancouver, right? As well, and Switzerland. But, but the I've observed so many of the like if Suboxone is the solution to our drug problem, how come our drug problem isn't going isn't away? Suboxone's been around yeah. for a long time. And how come pharma's and getting now it's be getting off out by the government? Yeah. And yes. what it didn't solve anything. The drug problem got worse since the advent of Suboxone. So yeah. I just think, let's go right to the source. Let's get right to the addicts and let's and let's find out what's bothering them. Keep, keep them alive yeah. long enough to figure out what's bothering them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and so that's what Don't Die is about. That's what you guys are about. That's what Aloe House is about. And that's what this afternoon's about: love and community. That's and what's missing. Meeting people and talking to people, talking to people that you might not agree with. Yeah. You know, that just is a lost art in America. I know the ability to have a conversation and not get angry and walk away, and but instead to engage and have thoughtful dialogue and to see what, what is is and isn't working, and the current, you know, model of care that we have right now, which is that L.A. County Jail is currently the largest mental health facility in right. the world or in the U.S. rather, and it is housing 30% of its population that are severely mentally ill and so many people they're now starting to do diversion programs for mental health and addiction Evan and I found that out about the mental health aspect of it a couple weeks ago but I asked the attorney who was telling us about this I said well what where do you send these people well unless they've got money they've got nowhere to go you know they can get on a wait list for six weeks but then what uh, the the thing about L.A. and so I we're making a new record and and I wrote a song about the guy who attacked the girl from CSI. Have you ever hear about that? It's a homeless guy and stabbed her and tried to kill her. The girl on CSI, the punk rock girl. Yeah, she was a homeless advocate in Hollywood and she, right. she he almost killed her. I knew that guy, and I had talked to the police about that guy. I had, when he had gotten out of jail and was on meds, I had talked to that guy. Because he always went back to the same corner, Argyle and Franklin. I don't know if you know this part of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You can t- it can take you through, by the 101 Cafe, it can take mm-hmm. you three lights to get on the freeway there to go north on the Hollywood freeway. So he would just sit there and beg money along the thing, and then he'd spend it at the liquor store there, and that happened to be my dry cleaners when I lived in Hollywood. So I saw him a lot. I saw him floridly psychotic. I saw him violent. I saw him kicking cars. I saw him normal, be able to speak to me. I saw him over a two-year period of time, and then he was the guy that ended up assaulting her. And I wrote a song about him that's going to be on our new record called 16 Angels. And I realized that when he was on his meds, he knew what his life was like. That he was a homeless person. He had been homeless for a decade. That he had no family who cared about him anymore. That he had nowhere to go. That he had nothing. He, he told me one time, I, I like being... I like being out there. That's what he used because he was mm-hmm. also a drug user, a stimulant user. He likes being out there. And what that really said was, I don't like reality. I have no friends in reality. I have nowhere to go. I have no, there's no hope for me in reality. I choose non-reality. Yeah. And 
that's really at the core of a lot of these problems. What is purpose? What is bliss? What is, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Why is there so, I was at Elvis's open house the other day. So much emphasis on testing. Unbelievable. I know. Who gives a fuck yeah. about testings? And then passing testings. What about community? What about caring about each other? What about listening what and about tolerating? What about life skills? What about life skills? <laughs> testing. Like, so in the week, Evan, just so you know, in the week that they're testing, they will have no homework during that week. It's just to be memorize the test so we can get the federal funding. Yeah. We've got to do something about education. We've got to do something about our communities. And, you know, it starts with little things, like just people talking about what they think. Yeah. And that's why I like the self-help podcast explosion yeah people are talking about what they think you are that queen <laughs> well you i was gonna up, say like, we're covering from some reality like, <laughs> people at home gotta realize alexa had been talking about having a podcast for two years i said do it do it do it i've been doing podcasts for five years within three episodes she was way more popular <laughs> than me <laughs> Well, and Mike Martin now is not the producer of Don't Die. He's the producer of Lexus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I came up with the concept of recovering from reality because just like that homeless man that you were talking about, so many people would rather not be a part of their own Why reality. I so think that sad. there's so many levels to it. And I think that um, more we know with the ACE studies, with the adverse childhood experience studies that more people are traumatized than they even know you I, oh, I, I actually it wasn't until i read the 10 questions that qual each one qualifies as a point right that i realized like oh i was actually abused in that way like i i think we we grow up in such chaos for so many people that we we begin to think that that's just the norm and that that's okay and then we are expected to go out into the world and just work and have this life and most of us are miserable because we have pain underlying pain that make us you know makes us want to escape and 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 yeah and 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 you know there's no argument and no question that we do better in hunter-gatherer societies in tribes in big communities where everybody is um you know looking out for each other and supporting each other and providing um help and we just live in a world now that's so doggy dog and just like how am i going to get ahead every day and how am i going to survive but what i was saying what i was trying to point out is all through the 80s and 90s and obviously the 60s and 70s artists basically musicians led the way in conversations about what was going on in the society and musicians are wholly dropping the ball artists are have been dropping the ball in favor of their brands for about the last 15 years you don't hear any comments about anything from any musicians rappers have no opinion about anything rock and roll musicians got no opinion try to get an opinion out of dave Grohl yeah, about anything Bob, nothing they're all, they're no all profiting off of that culture <laughs> They're all profiting <laughs> off of used the party culture. Up, like, and stand up for what is righteous. Or even stand up for what they believe. I don't agree with Hank Williams Jr., but he sure was outspoken about it. <laughs> and I appreciate that. I want to know he's a redneck Reaganite. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I know where he's, okay, okay. Yeah. Hank Williams Jr. is a redneck yeah. Reaganite. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay, now I know. Now I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who likes Trump and who doesn't. This is crazy. Yeah. Because nobody says a thing. Kanye West was in the fucking White House. I know. Actually, what did you think of Kanye going to the White House? 
Well, I thought it was interesting, and both I've witnessed bipolar. He's very open about the fact that he has bipolar disorder. So you're saying he was having a manic episode when he went there? Well, yeah, but I don't want to diminish it. I'm not. I don't want to also say that that you know then we can discount what someone's saying. I see what he's reaching for, and I see what even Trump you know is representing to certain people, and it is a break from history to create something new. I just don't believe in either case they've created anything new. Kanye and his music, to a degree, uh, has created some good new music. I, I loved the I won't uh, listen Sunday to service. Uh, man, I it's my right. I won't yeah. listen to him. <laughs> to Evan. But you must. He no, listens no. to it all the time. No, he doesn't. No, he only listens to the Grateful Dead all the time. Um, what I will say is this, that when he went on the David Lauderman, um, the new sit down with his Netflix series and Evan and I watched it. Um, a lot of the things he was saying, I was like, yeah, I, I get it where he's talking about the stigma around mental health and his addiction to pain pills and all of that stuff. I get it. Um, he kind of, where it loses me is where he goes, why can't I support Trump? I'm just, he's basically saying he's doing it so that way he can show people to like think outside of the box and do whatever they want and not care what society thinks about them. But there's a price to pay for that. And I don't think that he's aware of that price. I think he's imagining a world where we're kind of beyond this and wouldn't that be great? But he's not understanding. I think a lot of people don't understand there's intermediary steps that would need to be taken. Well, we're going backwards in steps, aren't we? We are. Yeah. I believe we are, We're too. going backwards yeah. in steps. And so one of the things that, like, I grew up in a family that was very problematic. And I remember saying, I'm not going to raise my children this way. And then I didn't. And But I didn't. There was a lot of good fundamental things that my mom and dad you taught us. It. Right, and I thought you don't need those things. And then my older son, who didn't get taught those things when he was eight and ten and twelve and fourteen, has been trying to learn them and catch up at nineteen and twenty-two and twenty-four and twenty-eight. And it's not fair to completely raise children in a capitalist society completely all crazy hippie punk rock everything will work out just be peace and love bro yeah <laughs> right i think anytime the pendulum swings from one yeah, extreme to the another <laughs> then then there's going to be problems and um evan and i as parents saw that that was a very real problem that you know the 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 society's reaction and we've talked about this a lot in, in parenting is that like everybody gets a trophy and you know what i mean like you can just go to well, trade let's go school to your parenting. <laughs> well, i'm just assuming good cop bad cop oh no i'm the bad cop yeah, yeah bad cop. He said. oh good yeah. Cop, bad yeah, yeah. Cop. yeah he's the good cop yeah. i'm the bad what cop. role what other role could evan play <laughs> <laughs> he's fun dad he's fun dad you know, although it, the other day he yelled at harper for she squeezed out her toothpaste she, she always sticks. does it it was the second time squeezes she did the toothpaste out? out all of it, all she all of it. Like into it and fun. just starts like playing with it as if it didn't cost me like nine dollars for that organic oh, toothpaste that i got okay yeah children's yeah which is just absurd okay so she just keeps money down <laughs> but what I, I came out and I said to Evan, I didn't reprimand Harper, I reprimanded Evan. I said, listen, zero to seven, you become the voice in their head for the rest of their lives. You become their subconscious voice that's going on for the so rest of their life. So did you go to life. the waste and argument? So the waste yeah. argument? What I said to it? Evan, I said, Harper, 
that's wasteful and yes. it's not that's the argument and I would have made yes exactly but it was the way so I said it it was the way he snapped at her and just got on top of her I do the thing where I say what are you doing yeah like like she's in a very, her. see that's, what a, that's where kids got shot. you kids got you from that moment what are you doing dude are you stupid you just saw what I did <laughs> That's yeah. what Elvis does. When I, whenever I do, yeah. like, what do you think? What were you yeah. thinking? Yeah. He's like, obviously, I was thinking to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so I came out, and I actually reprimanded Evan in that moment. Oh, and I was no, like, no, no, Evan, no. you've got to be it's careful. It's a rhetorical <laughs> convention. What are you doing? Yeah. So I, the, I don't agree. What are you so thinking? So that's the thing is how do you raise kids, right? And how do you stay connected? And how do you know? I mean, I... I I think I'm going to do good up until the point where they have to live in the society. I don't I don't know that I'm not a big fan of our society as you very well know. So yeah. do you live outside the society because a lot of my friends are they live in bubbles, non-reality bubbles all over Los Angeles. We're right in Santa Monica. This is a non-reality bubble. You know what I mean? It so you. do you just do you just I don't know if my friends are ignorant of the world. I think they're very informed about the world and they just try to keep living in their own bubble yes but we have to be careful with our kids too because i grew up in one of those bubbles where i never personally saw racism even though it was going what on for my whole did? life Were you shocked? well and what happened was trump got elected and my entire world exploded and it was it was literally like i felt like i was dying every day i've i up until recently i felt like i yeah like the whole my whole perception of you know, because the first time I could vote was for Obama in his second term. That's oh how. God. That's how young I am. I'm 28 years old. Still not able to vote, are you? No, yeah. I, n- now I wasn't vote. able to vote. He uh, let Canadians uh, vote around here. January 17th, twenty. So he'll be able to vote in this next in. election. He'll be able to vote. So you. I voted for twenty uh, eighteen for the midterms. midterms. Oh, you and did. so I, I, I was just—I time. <laughs> was so—but that's the problem, Bob. Is people thinking I'm just wasting <laughs> my time, and it's thing. like, no, no you in actually California have we a are. If I wanted, I don't a, think so. Try voting for a moderate in California. You're either going to get an uber liberal or a Reagan Republican. That's what you get. Nothing yeah. down the middle. Yeah, you know I don't what know. I mean? I, I, so all I'm I know right is down the middle nowadays. I don't know if you know that. All I know is this: that as as for uh, we're parents, obviously, and while we do live in a bubble, it is our job and our responsibility to um, share with our kids what is really going on in the world. And I actually just bought a book for Harper on diversity and like what in you know, and I tell her the truth about what happened with indigenous populations and things like that. And I think it's important for our kids to be aware because you you talked about change and like where does it all begin? I really begin it f- it starts with mothers and it those healthy moms go on to raise healthy children who become healthy humans you know but, what i mean but that's and, the point that, i know that that's what i'm saying is at the certain point when the child of the healthy mother the healthy uh young adult of the healthy mother interfaces with our sick society mm-hmm. I, I, it's gonna get to a breaking point where we can't live here anymore well, I, think, I think i think we're here for now. me it is 
because it's just a homeless problem in Los Angeles. We've got to do something about it. It's not okay for... That's my whole point of my song, 16 Angels. It's not okay to just let schizophrenic, psychotic people Live roam on around on the streets. What are we mm-hmm. doing, ACLU? What are we doing, progressive liberals? I know? actually thought uh, the homeless people, they're having a real lived experience, which I don't want to take away from, by describing it as a signal, as a symbol for basically an intersection between a bunch of things that are really wrong where you have terrible inequality you have people with mental health problems that actually aren't just these chemical you know imbalances in their brain but actually the, the vast product majority of, aren't. of of not only family trauma but i believe of like a sort of social collective trauma yes and um the lack of community and all those other things the lack of purpose those things we discuss there it is on full display Mm-hmm. Uh, for 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 all of us to see, whereas wealthy addiction is kind of hidden away, um, this is it. In These, all its on glory, the street, yeah. on the street, yeah. right in your and, face. And, the, and 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 of course, at the end of the day, there's there is no difference. It's but that my same only pain. hope is that collect like this is a collective. So you got Wendy's organization, you've got Debbie's organization, you've got the Bradley Knoll family's organization, you got all you got us. We've got all these organizations that are just kind of wanting to build a community together. Consider those philosophical bubbles mm-hmm. and they become a movement to change the society. Don't expect somebody else to change, you know, like I just think we're a part of the addiction community. We should have a say about addiction mental health p- communities, advocates and professionals should ha- be that and then all of a sudden you have this block of education people You all of a sudden now you have a movement but it has to begin with hey I might not see eye to eye with you but enemy my enemy is my friend right? Yeah. Meaning as an old Muslim term I know those aren't very popular in America but the idea that we might not see eye to eye about everything but we certainly see eye to eye of the greater picture. heart to heart yeah. on, on the bigger things and and that is basically that puts the society in a in a question mark i think that's the only hope of the future is that it become a question mark that right now liberal elites in the coast think that all these people in alabama are brainwashed by the koch brothers or something no they don't like liberals telling them what to do that's the truth of it the koch brothers just manipulate that and trump just manipulates that but why, why can't we then start to form a coalition of the people, by the people, for the people? That's the, the hope of America, I think. And it starts like at things like this. I go to things like this all the time. I go to the farmer's market in Claremont. I can listen to the, the, all the whack job Bernie Sanders people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Claremont is just like Bernie Sanders' world. Do you is know there? that? No, Let's I didn't there. know I've that. Told you that. I love Evan, are, you, are you voting for Bernie Sanders? I would. He would. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll I tell you Elizabeth what. Warren, I, but I, would. I do like Elizabeth Warren too. I would vote for anybody <laughs> except for Trump. <laughs> well, I we won't know for 18 months, but part of part of this whole movement. I, I want to ask why wouldn't you vote for Bernie? Because he's a career politician. I don't trust him. Mm. I think that, and and a lot of my but what in his history do you not trust? Because I I'm I'm pretty knowledgeable about because his he knows history. he can't pass the things that he's bragging about that he's going to do. Mm. 
Universal huh. health care, who's going to pay for it? Medicare for everybody, who's going to pay for it? Mm-hmm. I That's why I like Kamala Harris. She says, this is how we'll pay for it. I don't like Kamala Harris. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't think you would if you like Warren. Warren you like I, I people like, that tell it, listen, you... Listen, no, I would vote for Biden. Tell you things that can't happen. I would vote for Biden. No, that's not true at all. We work in health care. Do you think that... There's going to be universal health care in America within the next 10 years. I think there'll be certainly be a public in option. In California, there will be. There already, yeah, and the Washington State has the first public option, Jay Inslee. I think you'll see one here. You basically have something like public yeah, health care in Los Angeles. Um, and, I think you the know, insurance companies are just going to go quietly into the night. But here's the thing, Bob. I, see, That's what Medicare for All would do. No, I know. Well, I understand. So there's money we... So, you know, you would have to raise the taxes because it's going to cost something. Okay, there's how do you sell am- that? Well, they're, they're not selling it well. There's a certain <laughs> amount. We pay, what do we pay, $1,100 or Oof. something a month for our whole That's family. That's why a flat tax, I know it sounds so crazy. Flat tax. Everybody that makes less than $40,000 a year doesn't pay nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how you get the Trumpers. Because as soon as you tell a person in Alabama who makes $38,000 a year you're going to tax them more, they're like, yeah. F you. But here's the thing. Properly. Yeah, that person shouldn't be paying for but, it. And they, they shouldn't, shouldn't be paying they anything. Shouldn't, they, they shouldn't be paying anything. I agree with that. And then the other thing is that, and that I don't hear anybody talking about, or not that often, is that we've spent trillions of dollars on and an war. endless war. And it's yeah. like, if you had invested that into our schools and healthcare, then we wouldn't be That's, having these that, issues. See, now I'd vote for Alexis. Okay, I don't hear any of them saying they, that. Nobody is They're saying that. They're all scared of the military-industrial complex. Are. They are. And, and, and here's that, the and thing. So, that, that's why so I'm the, not these big... The, here's why I like the the politicians who are going without PACs because they aren't being bought. And I really do believe that at the heart and soul, the, our biggest problem in this country is the money, is that, you know, right. the pharmaceutical industry and the big war and big pharma and and big oil are able to basically lobby and get away with, with right. murder. And, and, and keep everything the way it is. So, so, Wow, we got off track, guys. No, but I mean, this all <laughs> this all relates because it does all I relate. can tell you, you have to keep at it. This box of Narcan right here took 10 years of people fighting to get it in the hands of addicts. I know because I was one of the fe- first people to talk to the people in downtown Ala- in the City Hall. And they were like, oh, no, we'll get it. They, they knew it was the right thing to do. Here's the thing about politics. Mm. They knew it was the right thing to do. They also knew they were going to get a wrath of you-know-what yeah. by supposedly do-gooder groups that mm-hmm. didn't want that in their community. They didn't want it, but really backed by Big Pharma. Yeah. Right? And that the fact is... It's here now. Narcan is here. We're at, you can sit in the park and get Narcan training. I was told 10 years ago in City Hall, that encourages drug use. So yeah. you got to keep fighting, right? Keep fighting and keep go- having things like this and talk to the people that come out and have talking points. Right? Yeah. Every addict, everybody in Los Angeles needs Narcan in their car. It's kind of crazy to me that we don't have safe injection sites in California yet. Yeah, we can't. I mean, this saves lives. But what do they do at these safe injection sites? It's needle exchange, it's HIV testing, it's resources for the communities, for people who want to get sober, and it's nurses who are there to save lives in case someone overdoses on fentanyl. Right. 
you know and it saves the city money because you don't have to send out five police cars and two uh you know uh fire trucks and one ambulance every single time somebody overdoses on the street a friend of mine overdosed at at a motel i've been trying to help and he overdosed came to get him and they were giving him the ambulance he goes no 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 i don't want to go you're going to charge me fifteen hundred dollars only in america because he had gotten a bill yes dollars yeah to transfer and that's exactly what happened to Tess. That's how addicts think. Well, when Evan, Tess OD'd... That's how addicts think. Like, no, I no. don't want to be saved. You're going to charge yep. me $1,500. When Tess OD'd, she refused to go in the ambulance, too, and didn't go because she didn't have health insurance. And, and she didn't want a bill? She didn't want the bill. Because, going to collection? Yeah, going to collection. Settle for a hundred bucks. You got it? They don't. They don't settle though. That's the thing. I had an ambulance. Ambulance? No, don't I had an ambulance ride a number of years ago when I was pregnant with Dakota, and they charged me like twenty eight hundred dollars, and they dropped it down to two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Such a joke. I'm like, I have health insurance. They're like, yeah, it's not covered. It doesn't cover our ambulance ride. It's called Uber now. They should have Uber ambulance. So when people get discouraged when I talk about this stuff, no, this is the stuff we need to fix. An ambulance ride, healthcare should be free. Do you know how much shit I get on my podcast for for talking about politics? (laughs) Who's going to pay for it? Yeah, who's going to pay for it? Medicare for all is manageable right now if you rearrange things if you look at the way Kamala Harris is doing it it's not like raising taxes you raise taxes you're going to put Trump in the White House no but if you raise taxes for the top 1% like Amazon no, didn't pay cut, any corporate taxes last year how is that demons. fair why She's does that why, why do we have industrial to, complex yeah i guess you're not going to spend trillions of dollars on foreign wars her. we're going to have healthcare she had a she didn't have the greatest record as a prosecutor i don't trust her well i know her personally and she's not what she's Perceived. Also, cool. I think she it's a really. I also think it's a really. I think it's a really, really. She went out with Montel. I mean, come on. She I think went out it, with somebody else too. I think it's a really, really Willie bad Brad. idea to be oh, yeah. going after Biden. I just think it's like a horrible idea, and I think that he's the way too old. Why didn't he run four years ago? I, I I'm too pissed at him. Oh, you know, that's a, that, it, beggars a, can't be choosers in this situation. It's, a, it's like all the people are like, I just don't like Hillary. It's like, well, what's yeah, the alternative? Yeah, that's, that's a thing. But I mean, and policy matters and these things matter and people don't like talking about it because it's not a sound bite. Things matter. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we have... If we had a... If we had the leading cause of death was salmonella poisoning, you'd have a whole different... If the leading cause of death was sugar... You'd have a whole new kind of addressing of the issue. But there's drugs like those, those drug addicts. Oh, so sad. That's just what they do. That's what they do. You can't stop it. Yeah, and you I can. believe that you should be able to do it if you want to do it. That's the thing. I'm like, do it safely. Do it do safely. It, do, it, do it and try to get to the root of what's I know that's really it. radical, but it's like on this journey of trying to like find your purpose, your truth, like your true expression of who you are, it's often really painful. And so while I personally abstain from using drugs, like if there are people who don't have the resources and who don't, like I totally understand drug use. I, like understand, it makes I understand what the guy told me that to his me. reality is so depressing yeah. that he would rather yeah. have a, Get have loaded. be, be in, in, like in, la in La La Land. La la and then la. what reality yeah. is that where you have to work two, three jobs just to live, yeah. to go home right. and sleep, to and come back? Job is job? at Starbucks. Right. It's literally the matrix. No I, have to go, I have to go home and plug myself back into my pod and recharge. You know, so we work so again. So we've identified that the drug problem I don't think is going to go away. It's only going to get worse. Agreed. The 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 access to 
to turning your life around is more than just a hospital bed or a rehab center. Agreed. Half of the population who has it have no money. There's our problem. So my, I, years ago, I just thought, we need to go directly to addicts, one by one, try to inspire, try to help, try to get people sober. And in the meantime, not be condemning and judgmental and forcing AA down people's throats and get them some Narcan and tell them you love them. It's that simple. And now it's happening today in the park. All right, you we guys? We did it. We did it. How many, Thanks, how many Narcan th- doses have we got here? I'm going to take like three home. You got 600? I think it was no, there was doses. 62. Oh, 62. So it was 824 doses. Yeah. True. 124 people could be saved by this box. Yeah. Right. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll take a couple home. I'm going to. I'm going to. And then I, I told this last funny story. So I've had that one in my car. And when I lived in Beachwood, I would sometimes see people sleeping by the 7-Eleven at, at uh, Gower and Hollywood Boulevard. And I'd be like, I'd look at them and see the eat. I can't tell readily whether they're breathing or not. And then I started to walk over to this one guy one night. And he looked up at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, no, no, sorry. Because I had the thing in my hand. I thought he wasn't breathing. He was, it looked like he wasn't breathing. But he had a big coat on. You had to put the cap, <laughs> cap back on. And I thought, I was ready to shoot him up. Oh my god! <laughs> and, and, and I was like trying to—I had it in my hand, and I was like, "Gonna like, where do you do it, really?" And you always hear you can do it right in the legs yeah. or the pants. Pulp Fiction style. But these, you just do right in the nose. Boom. Yeah. Was that Narcan and Pulp Fiction? When he yeah, I mean that's the what they're suggesting, but that's just a joke. Uh, Quentin Tarantino dramatic yeah. version. Wasn't of like it. pure adrenaline they gave her? Or? Yeah, they did. They you could do t- pure adrenaline. I've shot adrenaline before. Like adrenochrome. It's pretty cool. Remember in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, he has the adrenochrome. And he's arm, like, what is this stuff? Yeah, my too arm much, was like this. Much. I kept. It wasn't like my arm was stuck in there. I just kept wanting to do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, for, 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 for the audience at home, he's waving his arm in the <laughs> one air right in a circular. Arm I just sat there going like this, and everybody with me was going, "What are you doing?" I go, "This feels so good." <laughs> Getting limber. I think it was doing something to my heart because your heart just goes. Remember his lawyer got pure adrenochrome from a human source. It was like <laughs> from the human adrenal gland. He had a really good hookup. I think Khalil can get that and put it in a smoothie yes. out at Sun Life in Malibu. All right, we're gonna have we're gonna wrap it up and head home, but um, don't die and try to do something in your community. Try to get Narcan in your community, the very least. Fentanyl next stop is fentanyl testing kits here in LA. Mm. And then injection sites. Maybe you could start an injection site in Thousand Oaks where you guys They'd are love neck that. of the woods. They would love How that. How would they go for the that city, in We Thousand have the Oaks. most corrupt, like, oh my, our school board is such a shit show. <laughs> you think it's a little too much for even Mike Mart? No, That's a little too much. No, the fentanyl testing kit? Yeah. No, I would have used him to see how good my dope was. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Mar just said he wished there was fentanyl testing kits when he was an addict so that he could see how strong his dope is. Like and that, ladies and gentlemen, says it all about addiction and addicts. All right, see you later. Till next time. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Bob in the Don't Die Podcast. Got 100 people a day dying of drug overdoses, and it's got to stop. Allo Treatment Centers wants it to stop. We want people to get educated about drugs, about treatment. We want you to learn, laugh, and live, but first and foremost, don't die.